0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. Um, it's great to have you back for this uh, next episode. I'm joined once again by my co-host Mike.
1: Hello everybody, nice to be here again.
0: Thank you very much. So just to, uh, by way of introduction uh, for this episode, uh, which is entitled Order Out of Chaos, <clears throat> what we're going to initially do is um, just introduce... How we left you with the, in the last episode, which was talking about uh, a description of what discerning consciousness means to us uh, as hosts uh, in our in our own lives, really, and the art of how you can be more discerning um, on your own individual journey, so to speak, Mike.
1: Yeah, um, so we're actually going to try and apply it into the outer world now, yeah,
0: to the external world, so. Essentially, it's an episode uh, in which we will be looking about, looking at, I should say, what happens in the world when there is very little discernment, like, or people are appearing to use very little discernment,
1: say? Yeah, with the, the current political, um, you know, climate things that are going on at the moment, mm-hmm. um, and the back and forth with the standards, um, you know, emotional arguments that are always yeah, having.
0: So, um, in order to um, have these discussions uh, within a certain framework, we're doing this within the the idea of um, problem-reaction-solution, which is more commonly known as, well its true meaning is, um, the Hegelian dialectic, and uh, it's been popularised by David Icke, um, it's used to explain how um, the world's population is manipulated into thinking in certain ways and steered towards a predetermined destination like
1: yeah um so it's like you said it's the the tool they use to control us um mm-hmm. to create chaos and in that chaos and um, use it as a ladder to to progress their system
0: yeah so it's it's quite often the case that people will be clamouring for the very solution that they've already prepared is that right
1: yeah it's like a blue pea at the moment and here's the solution i made over <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so um it's it's important in terms of our discussion of the chaos that's going on in the world due to this um due to this lack of discernment because it helps us understand just why there's such an emotional response to issues like brexit and um, climate change Um, also it will also help us in terms of understanding how we might apply more conscious more discerning solutions to some of these problems
1: yeah because um the ones they offer are not the solutions that are best for humanity it's always the ones that they wanted in the first place and you know that's the whole point of this process
0: yeah and so What we'll uh, look at is, as I say, some examples of how this process of problem reaction solution applies to these various issues. One of the reasons why problem reaction solution is commonly spoken about within conspiracy circles is because essentially it's the main mechanism that is used by the controlling powers or the global elites or however you want to describe them to bring about their own agenda. So, excuse me, it's the main technique of propaganda that they use, right?
1: Yeah. So it all starts with them um, wanting to implement a certain change. Right. Um, But that change is going to cause huge public outcry um, and reaction to that. So what they do is they implement a certain situation, a problem, um, that makes everyone actually want that solution as you know the solution to that chaos
0: right so that as i said before <clears throat> the general population will actually demand um the very solution that the powers that be the already kind of set in process is that right yeah okay and we can see that this um a good example of this is 911 is that true
1: yeah it's one of the most um easy ones to look back on really because before 911 if there was you know uh a politician went out there saying, "Right, we're going to start. um watching everybody. We're going to start. Um, you know, putting up this control network grid um, on a war on terror." Before that happened, mm. everyone had said no. Mm. There they, wouldn't have been a chance. It would have they, died on the on yeah. floor.
0: It would have been hard for for them to um, get acceptance within the within certainly within U.S. population of of this. Um, certainly, things like the Patriot Act. Uh, which is a very controversial in, uh, impingement on you know U.S. Uh, individual liberties and freedoms. But after 9-11 happened, obviously it's a lot more easier
1: for the population to accept. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and what happens with this thing is that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they caused nine eleven or didn't. It's the outcome's yeah, the same. Yeah, they jumped on the situation to advance their globalist agenda.
0: So what you're saying is it doesn't matter if it was Israel, the Saudis, or the Bush regime, whoever it was, or an amalgamation of all of the above. Um, the outcome, which was the introduction of the war on terror, it, it still served the same purpose. Yeah, yeah
1: um and this is um, a thing i find often divides people within these communities they they get divided on what the causes was not actually what the um the outcome that they wanted to happen
0: yeah that's a good that's a very good point you make actually mike because i remember when i first started um researching 911 and got more and more into it and was looking for some clues or evidence as to what actually took place i became fixated eventually i became fixated i should say on who was responsible for this as with any crime as with any you know murder mysteries yeah who? who the hell you know who was the murderer who who caused this this awful crime to happen and what you're saying is when we become fixated on that we, we lose sight of the, the broader
1: yeah broader picture yeah um and this is done by design because they Want us to lose track, and that way it's easier to control us through the chaos that they've created.
0: Sure, because I remember back to 9-11, we won't go into this uh, too much length, but um, Bush said, you know, you're either with us or, or against you, us or you're with the
1: terrorists. So
0: you know, it's a kind of very, uh, <laughs> kind of very strict binary decision to take there.
1: Well, that's how they do it because they they polarize the the argument so much that you either are with them and for that solution or you're against everything that humanity stands for in that sense
0: so is that the real purpose of problem reaction solution or hegelian dialectic in that it creates these massive divisions and polarizations that on the one hand that is the real that was the real intention of things like 9-11
1: yeah it's all about the control of the the human mind the populace in that sense
0: right okay so um another thing about problem reaction solution is to think in a in a in a sort of broader sense how is it being applied in today's world Um, and i know that we're going to focus primarily on the whole climate change agenda and then look at a very uk based issue brexit but first of all Let's look at climate change, shall we?
1: Yeah. So climate change is one of the biggest things that's going on at the moment. The news is all over the place, especially with um, the recent, um, you yeah. know, speeches by Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Extinction Rebellion and the the growing veganism movement that we've got going on at the
0: moment. Yeah, and the issue with the with the climate change movement is certainly amongst uh, members of Extinction Rebellion is. The anger, isn't it? And it's the extreme, the extreme emotion which is very worrying. I mean, we're all concerned about the environment. There are, you know, it, it is a very, very important issue. So I'm not saying it's not an important issue, but what we're talking about here is the over-emotional um, response that is going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, the craziest thing I find about this whole climate change issue, um, and people arguing on both sides, I'm um, for and against, it's that it doesn't matter if it's man-made or not we still have to do something about it Mm. um because we are just too polluting the world too much Mm. tearing down all the trees Mm. you know the plant's ability to stabilize itself um and poisoning all the rivers and lakes that that can't go on we've got to do something about that Mm. but no the argument's about what what's the cause again yeah. not actually what's the solution should mm, be.
0: so again same as 9-11 um, she's an interesting character isn't she Greta Thunberg because again she in herself is a very polarising character because I've seen numerous articles <clears throat> on social media normally from the kind of left wing more left wing political um, shall we say newspapers in the UK here in the UK that are saying you know men who of a certain age who are opposed to Greta Thunberg have certain emotional issues so there's all these (laughs) do you know i mean there's all these
1: the back and forth between the two i mean (laughs) at the end of the day it's one of those meant to be really polarizing moments where like you can't be against what she says at the end of the day but it's the proposals that are going to be introduced from what she has said are the things that everyone's really worried about And at the end of the day, it's all about, it's all about the emotion of it that mm. they're focusing on, mm. and it should be about actually the solution solving the problems, mm.
0: the, the the real issues. Is that what you mean? It's actually yeah. addressing the real and because um, people uh, people in response to Greta as well uh, are becoming you know over emotional. I mean that is producing again the very. Thing, you know the whole order out of um chaos thing <laughs> just yeah. just in their response to greta thunberg and we won't go into the whole um thoughts or of certain people that she might be uh, mind controlled or at the very least manipulated but her recent speech um a few weeks ago where she was literally you know she came across as like a psycho <laughs> um you know is it, it, is quite disturbing and and furthermore, Mike, what I've been thinking about with Greta is that she's almost like this saviour-type figure, isn't she?
1: Joan of Arc. Style.
0: Yeah, almost like this Joan of Arc um, figure. She is the, the head of this movement. And what it's put me in mind of is the fact that because she's this saviour-type figure, it's almost like what's going on here is something called the Messiah or God complex. Now, Wikipedia describes the Messiah complex as a state of mind in which an individual holds a belief um, they are destined to become a saviour. The term can also refer to a state of mind in which an individual believes that he or she is responsible for saving or assisting others. Now, the second part of that um, quote from Wikipedia is interesting because a lot of these climate activists, who again I think in the main are well intentioned people. That is the, that is that's where they're coming from. We, no, we need to save the world. We we need to save the planet. You know, if we don't reduce carbon emissions to zero by whatever date, we're all going to die. <laughs> and I think that's where uh, it becomes quite disturbing because it almost is like they're being mind controlled um, unconsciously.
1: Well, it's all about stirring people up. You know, using those emotional arguments to get people in debates, and people will be on either sides. Like, I don't want to change. I want to keep my life the same. Sure. And we do need to change to a certain level, but not to the level that they're suggesting. Um, it's like they're going to the ridiculous to to make the argument more more polarising.
0: Yeah, so they're, they're going to the extreme, aren't they? They're saying um, that we've got to move to a completely carbon-neutral society, which would essentially mean you wouldn't be able to drive your car anymore. And it would be the end of western civilization as we know it (laughs) and we all know of the ills of western civilization and the exploitation and the evils of the system which we've spoken about on on this show a lot but there is again when you bring discernment to this there is a middle point and we can't kind of like move from the industrial age back to the stone age because billions of people will probably die
1: yeah i mean what was it when it comes to like the solutions they're suggesting, when it comes to the clean air zones, the carbon tax, the, they're much probably going to start introducing tax on the rubbish we throw away and um, yeah. tax on the air we breathe and mm. stuff like this. Sure. But whereas, wouldn't it be more of a discerning solution to bring in um, taxing companies for how much they're polluting? You know, it's so like act- an ethical tax. Actually, hurt them in the pocket if they want to pollute. Sure. Um, if they want to put all these um gases out and pollute the rivers and cut the trees down um you know less packaging on the product so we don't have to throw so much away and what we do throw away should totally be recyclable Mm. so we're not causing so much um, rubbish to build up in the oceans Mm. um and more ethical farming practices so you know we're not hurting the animals so much so you know it's not bad that you're you're drinking milk or having cheese anymore
0: or or eating meat Yeah,
1: yeah um because you know it's all going to the ridiculous
0: yeah it's good to pick up on that because i just wanted to say with the whole vegan vegetarianism thing again i think it's great that people uh, have that choice but i think to become vegan vegetarian but i think it's also that people should have the right to choose to eat meat but like you were saying mike a lot of these arguments they they become extreme so it should really be what, what we should be promoting is the idea of encouraging ethical farming. Yeah. That's what I believe, personally. I mean,
1: you know, the, the forced veganism, I think, is a bit too much again. It's extreme again. Isn't it? But like you said, it should be about the freedom of choice. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if there was burger that tasted just as good as a burger, but it was totally vegan, yeah, yeah I'd have it. But yeah. they just don't and that's my issue at the moment because you know if they solve that problem i would have no problem going and and also the
0: other thing is um certain types of vegans or vegetarians once you bring in the moral aspect the person opposing their stance has has already kind of lost already because it's so extreme because if they've got the position of well it's immoral to eat cheese or consume meat as someone that says well no Actually, I like those products, but in an ideal world, I would like to live in a world where they're farmed um ethically right you you you're already well, you eat meat, you eat cheese you're you already you're you you can't defend yourself can you
1: it's the whole thing about having the moral high ground and demonizing the enemy
0: yeah, sure, and again, you know what we're trying to do on this show is 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 point out ways in which you you can become more discerning because I mean we're trying to implement it in our own lives it's not always easy because I still get triggered shall we <laughs> say by things like certain aspects of, of Brexit which we will go on into in, in a in well a I think while. it's a good
1: time to go into that now actually yeah, yeah, sure. Um, because Brexit is the other big thing that seems to be um, dividing people especially here in England
0: yeah um, the main the main issue around Brexit in terms of why are people's emotions so heightened on the issue of brexit so on the one hand you've got people like me God should I admit on my own show that I actually voted to leave the European Union oh my god that might
1: well I think oh. it comes no surprise as a conspiracy
0: first <laughs> it might not reflect reflect very well on me anyway so as someone that voted to leave one of the reasons why I get angry is because we we were um, we were given this vote there was a majority to leave will be a small majority and it looks like now this is all all the machinations are happening again it looks like brexit's going to be delayed yet again in, into next year into 2020 um it's, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen so a lot of people like myself are saying well that's an affront to democracy because you know the de- democratic will of the people would say that this the result of this referendum is honored what do you think Mike?
1: well Brexit is the most unique case of a, a situation around when it comes to this is what happens when things don't go to plan. Sure. Within the whole problem, reaction, solution, the result, the the powers that be really wanted is for us to remain within the European Certainly Union.
0: Certainly if you think within the globalist context, yeah. there's no way they're going to allow the um, UK to leave the EU.
1: So... You know the fact that we actually voted to leave was a big shocker to them, and everything since then has been all about punishing the people that voted to leave. So you know the stock market price that happened the next day that oh, dropped, right, yes. um, the pound to the euro, yeah. Th- these are all punishment aspects of like, no, nope, you voted wrong. Now we're going to make you pay.
0: Right,
1: and they're not only making us pay in terms of kind of like. Dragging this out, but they're making us pay in terms of like the chaos that's going on at the same time sure because I don't know about you, but all I hear about the news is brexit this brexit that brexit sure. this brexit that
0: and it has it's it's becoming uh, it's such a it's such a partisan issue isn't it really so we can see if we apply this to problem reaction solution is that obviously the main thing was the the desired outcome was for the vote to obviously be to remain in the european union and that didn't quite go in their way so really part of the solution has been well we'll just drag it out and and, and it's going to become an issue which is absolutely intractable uh it, it can't ever be resolved so this will just go on for years almost yeah, decades it, indefinitely,
1: I indefinitely i reckon yeah. and it's all about kicking the can down the road so they never actually do what they didn't want to do in the first place
0: and then so for people such as myself who vote to leave you know that's going to up up our anger even more because i think again part of the anger was initially it was like at last predominantly working class people have really stuck two fingers up to the establishment and 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 taken some power back before and now that's been stymied and that's, and that's being stopped. So that's a good example of how sometimes, even though the powers that be, they don't get the result that they want. Even then,
1: they can still... Use it to further to their, their ends. To their
0: advantage. Because yeah. what was
1: that quote about... Um, their job is not to create order out of chaos, but to use chaos exactly. to do their work.
0: Exactly. And the other thing that we need to consider, Mike, is... Um, The control of the media an important aspect of the problem reaction solution is when you are when when the powers that be are trying to formulate a a desired solution they're only going to be able to do that if the message if the media or message if they're promoting the kind of idea that um, they want the general population to take on board so in, in terms of the Brexit debate what we've had in the UK is There'll be chaos if it's no deal. So then you hear um, Remainers say, well, we, we, we can't leave without a deal because you know people won't even get their prescription, their medicine. <laughs> the, the food won't come, won't come through the ports. And it's also, again, to look at a historical element, it's the same when the global financial crisis started around about 2008. We had Lehman, Lehman Brothers collapse in the UK. In 2007, we have, had Northern Rock and this meme came out in the media again, too big to fail, too big to fail. So we can't let the banks fail so because it's, the whole of society will collapse. And now we're seeing that same idea with, well, there can't be no deal because there'll be chaos. And then those people that voted to remain, they're taking that forward. Some of them have become hysterical. And it's just a little example again of how important it is for a certain message to be put out. In the yeah, world.
1: it's all about controlling the discussion so whenever the solutions are offered there's never the discerning view of you know what the solution could be it's always like this is the pre-prepared solution and direction we want you to go in sure um to make sure they get their goals
0: sure and just to we've spoken one of the main reasons i feel why um certain people who voted to leave such as myself brexiteers has become known um why why we become so emotional why do Remainers uh, become so emotional? I mean, a few of the reasons I think is that basically quite a few of them are, they, they say, well, we don't know what we were voting for at the time. And for three years down the line, the issues have changed. So we need enough of a referendum. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they come into conflict with um, people such as myself who vote to leave and say, well, it's one vote. That's how democracy works. You don't, you don't have several votes until the vote goes in your favour. So then again, you've got this pinging back. <laughs>
1: back and forth. Back and forth. I mean, it all argument. comes down to Remainers almost being anti-democracy, like, come on, you lost, get over it sort of argument. And then they use the whole, well, if you vote to leave, then you must be a racist. Yeah, sure. And that's what brings up the emotions on both sure. sides, because those sort of things do, do hurt if you're being called these sort uh, of things. Only today I was
0: accused of being racist uh, uh, by someone on Facebook, uh, because I
1: voted to leave. I mean... So, it's all getting crazy with the back and forth, but if we were to try and bring a discerning solution to Brexit, I mean, I would say there's... I can never remember the name of the country, but there's one country in Europe that mm-hmm. actually isn't fully in Europe. It's got all the nice trade deal bonuses, sure. but none of the drawbacks that all the leavers sure. didn't want. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, theoretically, there's nothing stopping Britain from attaining the same sort of deal and position and status that that country has. But, you know, the discussion is never led that way. It's always in the other ways. And
0: and we spoke about this when we did a podcast in the uh, immediate weeks after the initial vote in June 2016. We said, I think, first of all, we might have said that Britain will never leave, which has proven to be true. (laughs) And also what's transpired is there is no real debate around a deal uh, or the parameters of a deal. Do you know what I mean? It's like they've had three and a half years. (laughs) It's almost as if the discussion around what would be a deal was was clearly set up from the start to favour the European Union because we're never going to be allowed to leave because, as we know, if a player as big as the UK was to leave the EU and then... You know, it, Italy would say there's a lot of opposition to the
1: EU. Well, apparently yeah. even France and Germany exactly. wants to leave.
0: So, you know, you take, uh, well, outside of the political elite who, who obviously want, want those countries yeah, of course. To, to, to remain in. I just want to bring us back, Mike, um, for the benefit of our listeners. We we didn't quite cover, when we spoke about the whole issue of climate change, we didn't really cover how the problem-reaction-solution uh, is applied to that issue. I just want to flesh that out a bit and say, well, obviously the problem is, um, my God, the planet. It's not because of carbon emissions. Well, we will not go into the
1: you know the, science. We're of that. all going to die. We're all we're
0: all going to die. You know, some of them are even saying we shouldn't have children. You know, the solution is basically to dispense with the Western uh, way of life. The founder of um, Extinction Rebellion has actually called for you know the the collapse of the capitalist system and he's actually said that people are gonna die so it's not it's not it's very political as well we know um, is uh, environmentalism becomes political which is a shame really because a lot of issues around environmentalism to me should be common sense yeah it's like I know. common sense you don't
1: pollute your environment it's crazy it's like, like you know wanting to, to save the planet is something against politics exactly
0: <laughs> yeah so obviously the solution is We cannot carry on as we are. And in some ways, I agree with that. But it's a bit like, as we said before, a hammer to crack a nut. There has to be a a more discerning uh, approach in that there's got to be an interim period. We can't just go say, right, we're going to go carbon neutral by 2030, which means you can't drive your petrol car. I mean, society will collapse.
1: Yeah, there always has to be a transition. Otherwise, too much change at once.
0: Yeah. And so so the solution... Basically, the solution is a complete impingement on our individual rights and freedoms, i.e. you you won't be able to drive. Everything you eat is going to be monitored. And we feel here at Discerned Consciousness that the whole green agenda is a clandestine plan by the globalists, the global elite, to bring in a global uh, surveillance state. But as they always do these things under the cloak of pretending to be virtuous and noble, it's absolutely that's that isn't, the, you know, that isn't the case. They're really they're, they're pretending to have a concern for the environment with things like carbon tax, which is all based on faulty science, as, as you all know, yeah. like only too well, when really they want to bring about a uh, agenda that's a, a total fascist agenda, which will mean the complete uh, elimination of our freedoms. So this fits in perfectly well with the problem, reaction,
1: solution. Yeah. It's slowly walking us down the garden path until we're in our prison cell, safe and sound.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, I just wanted to bring, just to bring us back to climate change, just to explain uh, that within the con- t- context of problem, reaction, solution. So if we move on now, Mike, I mean we can see, as we spoke about a bit in our last episode, this escalation, this division between people within these issues within our daily lives, that life's becoming more and more tribal. There's no room for discussion. I mean, if you talk to anyone, um, certain types of people uh, who become easily triggered around issues of race and immigration, it doesn't take much for you to be called a racist. I mean, everyone's a racist now, aren't they? And that's another example of this knee-jerk reaction. So it means you can't have a proper discussion on any of these issues.
1: Well... Like you said, it's all about the the emotional aspects tied with the i'm right, you're wrong mm. I've got the high ground, you've got the low ground um I've won this argument you, you you've lost it, whereas arguments used to be about progression and understanding you know and challenging ideas, but now it's just you know that i'm right you're wrong mm. um, so there's no room for discussion, there's no room for a debate it's just an argument
0: well, what happens is essentially have a system of tower defense where two people are in their tower in their ego tower just defending their position and so there's there is literally no middle ground so with all of these issues there is not a constructive debate which can actually move us forward to constructive change and things that will actually benefit people on a day-to-day in their day-to-day lives and that is the whole point of the problem reaction solution is to keep us in as we've said like these mental prisons we can't get to grip grips with these issues
1: at well, all one of the things i find fascinating though is that this division is getting so much worse these days because of the effect of the internet on us mm-hmm. um because we can now cherry pick uh, news and information that we take in all over the place mm-hmm. we 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 can find ourselves in our own little bubble of information mm-hmm. um and so it's not like they've done this to us. We've done it to ourselves. Well, they've given
0: us the tools. Um, exactly. And, it, and what what you find, I find myself falling into this trap. I don't know about you like or our listeners, whereby you have certain friends on Facebook who certain they'll post on certain issues. You already know their viewpoint, so you just put a comment, you know, you get a thumbs up, and <laughs> it's just confirmed your position. There's no real challenging going on. And conversely, what you're you what you'll get is sometimes i like to be a bit controversial and i'll go on to political groups that i'm members of because i'm i'm no longer really interested in the political paradigm paradigm and i'll post stuff and they'll accuse me of being um if i uh, if i'm critical of um, you know jeremy corbyn the labour leader, of being of being uh, you know a, a tory not today they know i was once a member of the labour party back in the 90s you know in a <laughs> in a, a, a formal life there's this knee-jerk Reaction, and I think this is one of the disturbing elements of the whole development of social media, is that people just they just stick to their position, and they're not looking for for new information, are they?
1: No, no, no. They would, they would rather believe the easy lie than the hard truth.
0: Yeah, and but the flip side of the internet, I feel, is that, and we spoke about this in our last episode of the importance of determining discernment, should I say, in in order. discover truth the internet is helping in that process as well and that's why i think that all this current chaos that's going on in the world people would say well the world's always been in chaos look at the 20th century one of the most brutal and bloody in the history of mankind but what is different about this era is because of the internet internet people are able to get out the truth more they are able to to express their opinion so i feel that from the perspective of the powers that be that is what they are they are concerned about so for me the internet we've just spoken about it in a negative way but it is a massive a massive kind of like positive thing in that people are able for the first time well to get the truth out as they see it albeit in in a lot of ways, not necessarily particularly conscious, but it is a game changer.
1: Well, I'm just going to predict this right here. The next big problem reaction solution we're going to most likely see in the next, what, three to five years is going to be a cyber attack on the banks.
0: Right. Going yeah. to
1: cause another global financial crisis.
0: Sure, yeah. And their
1: solution they're going to enact is going to be an internet 2.0 where everything's logged and trapped on an ID system.
0: Right. Okay. I mean, they, they kind of. Coming round to that in that I've seen news reports that in China, I don't know if it's happened or it's being implemented, whereby to log on to the Internet, you have to scan your face. Yeah, I heard about that. Now, we're seeing with like the uh, app, I don't know if it's an app or program, with Snapchat. It's all about the face, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Constantly, so we're kind of already being conditioned to this and we've idea of the, the smartphones
1: that all have the face scanning technology at the moment, it's just for unlocking your phone. Exactly. But you know, sooner or later, it's going to be used for everything.
0: Well, and that's another kind of example of the problem, reaction, solution. In that we're all, there, there might be uh, a situation in which it's inevitable that we're going to have to use our face to scan. Maybe just as simple as in China to log onto the net but we're already being conditioned around accepting that because we're using, like, you know, certainly youngsters more, Snapchat all well, the time, every growing day. Up.
1: Yeah. They're growing up with it. They're immersed with it.
0: Yeah. So just to move on a little bit here, Mike, in terms of the escalation of the the polarity, the escalate, uh, the crisis in the world, politically, socially, economically, the ancients have spoken about this time. And the Vedic scriptures spoke of the uh, the Kali Yuga, which is a cycle or cycles of creation followed by destruction. So we have dark times that provide tremendous opportunities for spiritual growth. Important thing to point out about this is it is a it's not a linear process as we normally think of history, but it's cyclical. I won't go into too much detail about this, but basically the Kali Yuga is the final stage of a four four stage process which begins with the, the satya yuga and then we move on to the trepta yuga and then the, the devapara yuga and at the moment we're in the last yuga which is the kali yuga which makes up one tenth of all four which is the darkest part of this, this of the site cy- the cycle get my words out where, dis- where dishonesty reign and virtue is of little value i mean i think we'd agree that that is that pretty much is a perfect description of the times we are living in
1: yeah um with the whole like you said with the Kali Yuga it's about um creation and destruction energies Mm -hmm. expanding and um going back in almost like a breath Mm -hmm. but on galactic time scales yeah sure um and it is coming to that culmination where in not too long now everything is going to be revealed and it's going to be the culmination like a wave crashing um and hopefully bring in the new era mm. it's either that or big brother 1984 one of yeah, the two sure. we're, we're not sure
0: yeah it's an interesting point that you raised there mike because i feel that um we haven't really spoken about trump we've spoken a lot about trump in the past, but. The, the reaction to Trump as well, how people you know go crazy with placards accusing him of being uh, racist. So, I mean, for me, uh, it's about what Trump represents rather than the man. And a lot of people get lost on him as a character. And what he, for me, what he represents is he is like uh, an affront to, if you like, the office of the president. <laughs> and a lot of people who are opposed to him, that's what that's what that why they get their knickers in a twist because he is not, he doesn't represent a presidential figure in that, unlike Obama, he doesn't use presidential words and phrases. He says the wrong things on issues like global warming, on issues like political correctness, on immigration. So he is challenging people's belief. This is my view, I should say. He is challenging people's belief in the system. And you were mentioning the Kali Yuga. I think this is part of this cycle of the Kali Yuga in this culmination that for Eons now we've lived in a world based on untruth, haven't we? And now I think truth, in a weird sort of way, and it is kind of crazy, is coming to the surface. And it's almost like, look, people, if you still believe in the system, as crazy as it is now, right?
1: Then, then you must be nuts. <laughs>
0: you must be completely and utter, utterly crazy. You know, it's like if you haven't woken up with this bit of four by two that just flying round your head. <laughs> then you're in you 're in for you know real dark times. what do you think about
1: that well it's like the the matrix where not everyone's um, ready to, to wake up Everyone, a lot of people are still happy and cozy in their lives that they've been living and mm. don't want change. Mm. Um, a lot of people know that change is needed and necessary because just looking around at the world it's just far too crazy and how can all this be going on mm. and right. the solution is quite simple, but it 's almost against the political and economic, you know, status quo, um, and so you know, no one even talks about those as solutions. No,
0: exactly, and we know—I know from my own life—if I'm living an untruth, it's going to show up in an illness. I might have a period of depression or anxiety. I can't run away from it. So we we all know on a personal level that when we live an untruth within an aspect of our life. It is flagged up for us, and I think this is what is having happening on a global external level.
1: Oh yeah, it's just been made more obvious, so it's easier to see. Sure, um, and that's going to help more people wake up in a sense. Sure,
0: and and uh, for both of us, I don't know again how our listeners, uh, what what your view is on this, and we would really be interested for you for you to put your input how this is going to play out. In the coming uh, years and decades, it's going to be fascinating, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, definitely the most exciting time in uh, human history.
0: Absolutely, and, and again, it relates back to this problem, reaction, solution. Because they're probably profiling certain different scenarios that might play out if we, if you know, we have an EMF strike, if there is an asteroid, all these different things. And what they, to do next? And yeah. they must be strategizing. I mean, because as much as we know that they're in complete control of the global financial system and that they crash it and then inflate it at will at the moment we've got a long period a decade-long inflationary, a deflationary period with low interest rates and this is all manipulated at a high level but I still believe that it could it could all crash but not necessarily due to their making because everything's so interconnected isn't it
1: yeah I mean anything could happen at any moment
0: exactly so the the, the real problem <laughs> The real problem going forward is not to get stressed, not to get fearful that, oh, my God, the system is going to come crashing down, to be aware of issues like Brexit and to be aware, aware of issues like the environment, but not to be not to become hysterical about it and not to try and you know bash people around the head and not to browbeat them, not to try and impress um, your point of view upon them in an aggressive way. So I would say what this all comes back to is is localism in terms of things like uh, the political aspect and the environmental aspect. Look at your own environment. What's going on? Because at the end of the day, that's all you have control over.
1: Yeah. Then What you said, what can you do in your local environment, in your local area, in your vicinity? I mean, if you can, you know throw less stuff away recycle more stuff if you can um grow your own food so you're not actually buying more stuff so Mm -hmm. you're throwing less away Mm -hmm. those are things that you can actually have an impact of but on the grander scheme of things getting all emotional about it won't help you in any way
0: Mm. and you know there is that middle ground where we don't necessarily have to completely give give up all our you know our um treats our, our western you know um kind of way of life surely there must be some sort of middle ground as i said before like a, a transition
1: almost yeah it definitely needs a transition period because we can't just instantly snap our fingers and make a huge change no. we have to slowly ease ourselves up you know dip your toe in the waters and get used to it before just completely changing everything that we we kind of like rely upon sure. in our modern lives yeah And expecting anything else is again crazy. So, you know, like you said, there needs to be that middle ground.
0: So, um, unless you've got anything else to say on that, Mike, I think we'll round things up just with a brief summary. Um, Just to say that in today's episode, really, we've connected it to the previous episode where we spoke about. What is discerning consciousness? Uh, in the in and how to were...
1: be discerning? Yeah, and we've tried to apply it to um this current situation, um the current chaos, to try and see if you know it will help calm some people down. So you know, the, to those who's listening, um to be less emotional about these arguments and be more discerning about them. Mm.
0: Because I feel that there is a strong pull. Like um, in recent weeks, I've found myself getting more emotional about the brexit issue as it looks like more and more that's going to be delayed so i find myself getting pulled in and you know i should know better well, and it's the same for all of us when we feel that emotional pull it's like to sit there in that moment and go what why is this happening to me
1: well it's an important word that you use that getting pulled in because if anything this is the whole problem reaction solution is just a giant magic trick yeah. and the more you're pulled in the closer you look the less you actually see what they're doing, sure. um, and it's when you be being more discerning is being the the person who's vaguely paying attention and then actually sees how they do it sure. because they're not being drawn in and pulled in with that emotional argument. Sure, and
0: that's um, just to make the example of when sometimes I uh, put stuff on Facebook comments on some of these political groups. I'm deliberately being provocative. Because I know I'll get this sort of knee-jerk response that just proves to me how many people are still lost, as I call it, in the political left-right paradigm. They can't think outside that box. And I'm only capable of doing that because for many years that was a box I was in, Mike.
1: I mean, we're all there at one point and it's just about trying to see past that and realising that, you know, the whole left-wing and right-wing of the political parties are just two wings of the same bird.
0: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely.
1: Um, and the big takeaway, I would we- put towards this is to not be drawn in to be less emotional more rational about these things and try and think of simple solutions not 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 the ones that are necessarily being offered up to you. yeah
0: because in as part of the problem reaction solution um, analysis they're often ones that are, are not going to be helpful towards humanity
1: yeah yeah taking your rights away um left right and center and you know just just generally being more Big Brother 101 sort of Absolutely. bad words to say on that one. (laughs) Well,
0: thank you for that summary. That's really very, that's very helpful. Excellent. We will, of course, revisit um, some of these issues um, in greater detail, Mike, because certainly climate change, global warming, Brexit and Trump. I mean, you can't put on uh, the mainstream media and the alternative media who were obviously analyzing it from a different perspective every day so we're all thinking about these issues so we'll be covering them but probably in greater detail yeah in future we might even just have an episode talking about extinction rebellion which would be quite interesting yeah
1: because you could literally make an episode out of any one of these topics we briefly mentioned today yeah so you know look forward to that
0: yeah exactly so in terms of uh how you can connect with us here at discerning consciousness so um The main focus since our relaunch uh, in the previous episode, episode 41, which you need to check out, guys, because you'll understand what we mean by discerning consciousness. As we said, then, we want you guys to become involved in the show. Um, We don't mind what your opinion is. If you think it's a load of rubbish, then tell us so if but you know likewise if you think it's great and you want to contribute we really don't we might we want your contribution oh yeah definitely
1: so, on that facebook
0: which so, one is it again the it's facebook group the so group. yeah so the the best thing with the facebook group is if you go to our discerning consciousness page we have a page i've tweaked the settings today actually so you can go on there and make a comment so you can go on there and if you just say you know share your view of the show or if not if you just put um, I, I want to be a member of the Facebook group. Then I can add you as a friend if you're not already a friend and send you an invite. That should how it works, shouldn't it? Mike? Yeah, something like that. yeah, so that'll be perfect. So if you want to interact with the show, the best way to do that is to be part of the Discerning Consciousness group. If you're not at the moment, just whack a message on the Discerning Consciousness page. You'd like to join the group and then I can set that up and then you can be part of part of the show, which would be great. Also, just some promo stuff in terms of, The Discerning Consciousness Podomatic page, there is a PayPal button on there. Uh, Obviously, we have to pay hosting costs and other costs in terms of producing this show. So if you would like to contribute, uh, as I say, there's a PayPal button on there. That would be great. We'd really, um, really appreciate that. If you wanted uh, to contribute some money towards the running of the show, that would be brilliant. Um, Other than that. It's great to have you tuning in again, guys and girls. We really appreciate all your support and for um, taking the time to uh, listen to the show because we both appreciate. I mean, whenever I go online, I'm just struck by how much information there is. All these people either trying to sell something, trying to promote a course, trying to promote their, you know, their podcast. So. The fact that you guys tune in, tune in to the end and listen to us, um,
1: you know. We, yeah, it means a lot to us, yeah, it? It, yeah.
0: it means it? means it means a lot. So also just to say that in the um, – lastly, just to mention that we will be um, looking at lots of different things in future episodes. And just to go back to the point, Mike, that if people have suggestions for things that they would like us to discuss. Oh, yeah, we... definitely
1: – Let us know. We would love to hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah, that would be really, really interesting. So once again, folks, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. And we'll just leave you uh, with, with, with our show motif.
1: So if you don't control your own consciousness, someone else will.